Hello and welcome to the Mix Air Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. All right, people, we got some fire for you tonight. We coming at you with our boy, Fabio Forn, with his project, Bible. And we're going to do a stream or no stream on that one. So let's jump right into it after we do our social media plugs. Kev, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Pod, And you can find us on our Twitter at MixEraRap. That's what's up. Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me across Instagram, Twitter, WeChat, and MixCloud at the313kid. That's T-H-E-313-K-I-D. All right, let's get it. We're going straight into it. And here is one of the songs that we thought was notable from the project from our boy Fabio Farn. And here we go. Turn that shit up. Real niggas and ratchet bitches. And the rat when the rat too skinny. I fuck my bitch and I get back to business. Think about turning Brooklyn into magic. Ass and titties. Like 150s. Bitch, I'm going. Viral, put that on the Bible. Woo. Turn my shooters to snipers. Kill them on the arrivals. I killed them. I killed them. Gone. They gone. Yeah, man. And that was Magic City featuring Quavo from uh, Fabio Foreign's new project, Bible. Let's jump into it, fellas. Man, let me just say this. I'm, I got to come out of the box. I thought the production on this was uh, refreshing for Trap Beats, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Your thoughts on the production on this, Reaver? There are no trap beats on this album. This is a drill album. Drill. Thank you for us old heads. The production is cool. It does get a little bit repetitive. Uh, There's too many tracks on the album. There are quite a few uh, minute 55 to two minute songs sort of in and out. But again, like I'm always going to say, if you've got a couple of those and they're so short, just take them off, you know, like you could do a, or maybe, you know, sometimes uh, people do a, a 10 track album, but then do like an iTunes exclusive deluxe version with 15 tracks or something like if you just have to put the songs out fine. But when you get judged on the track list of your album, you only get judged on the 10 songs, you don't get judged on the 15 songs because the deluxe version or the bonus cuts. You see what I'm saying is about uh, I would say about I will say it does flow pretty well for 17 tracks, but about track 11 in 11 tracks in or so I was kind of like, OK, OK, let's get on with this. But um, the original question was production. The production is cool. But again, if you're going to make a, if you're a drill rapper, again, if you're making trap music, if you're making, you know, little John sounds back in the day, crunk, whatever. Do you really want to do that for 17 songs like in a row? The reason a lot of people don't like drill music is because the they don't like how it sounds. The the you know, and a lot of drill music, almost all drill music is in the same tempo. It's like 70 to 73 or double time 140 to, you know, 145 or something. And it all pretty much stays in that that zone. So, are you going to make a whole album that sounds like that like almost every song? I mean, I guess, but yeah, I mean, Kev, what you think? I I I, I totally agree. 
Yeah, it it started off nicely, but then like like you said, around the middle of the album, it a lot of it did sound familiar. But I think that he able he was able to pick enough good material where I mean a lot of these songs could be stuff that's played on the radio or even possibly in uh, a club setting. So that was kind of shocking to me because I didn't you know I wasn't I wasn't really too familiar with him. Um, I know we did some stuff on him before, but I still didn't really know his sound or how you know what he was going to do. But um, overall. It it wasn't bad, and it did sound it. You know, it flowed well and it had a good sound. But yeah, that 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 the drill and the trap sound. It just kind of I don't know. It it it's. I think some of these artists or producers or should mix things up a little bit. Like you know, if you're gonna have like 15 songs, if 10 of them was gonna be you know trap, and then go five in a different lane. You know, just to mix it up a little bit because. It does get kind of tiring, you know, like later t- towards the end of an album. It's kind of like, I only want to listen, you know, I, I know for me, I get to the point, I don't even want to listen to a whole album anymore because it doesn't feel like it's anything new. Yeah, I feel you on that. For me, man, again, like I said, I, I for the type of music that young people are doing today, I thought this was a bit refreshing because he did not stay to the same Maybe I was more on the lyrics than I was on the actual beats themselves. I liked it because it was danceable beats. Far be it that it was slow, danceable beats, but it was still better than some of the trap stuff that's out there that's super, super slow. So I enjoyed that it had some bit of a a speed to it. I enjoyed also, again, he switched it up. Every track didn't have the same thing to it. So that really impressed me. And, you know, my next question to the fellas, because this this project was very feature heavy. So uh, what do you guys think about the features? Kev? I think that's where we're at now, where um, where these younger artists are doing more feature heavy albums as opposed to uh, just kind of doing more of a solo thing. I really don't know what what is based on or. Why do you feel like they have to do that? Because, you know, features take away from your budget. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you know, you got a budget for your album. I will want the majority for myself so I can so I can shine as opposed to spending money going to get other artists, which that, that can take away from beats or that can take away from, you know, promo or something from your album. I mean, I, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it because if it's your album, it should be your album and and you should be shining. But if this is the lane a lot of these artists want to go in, I guess that's just something we just have to just deal with until someone, you know, someone can come along and and just kind of do a thing mainly on their own and maybe set a different trend. I mean, I mean, like right now, like, you know, J. Cole is having success mainly doing albums on his own, but it's not really setting a trend with other artists so i don't know who who that artist could be to show that you know a, a very little features you can have a lot of success so I, yeah it is not my thing though yeah that's what's up uh reaper how about you i mean i don't think it's a big deal i think uh you know if he put out a album of 17 drill songs even if because he does switch it up a little bit 
but you know, 17 drill songs, 12 or 13 of them are just flat out drill and there's some, you know, some some softer chiller stuff in there. And all of the songs were two to two and a half minutes and there were no features or one or two features. I feel like the album would move slower. Plus, you got to look at it from the idea. I remember back in the day when Bun B's first uh, solo record came out in 2005, you know, there was a while like leading up to the, the solo record that Bun B was featured on everybody's song, you know, from Big Pimpin' in 1999 to 2005. It was like Bun B had been a feature on everybody from Jay-Z to Young Jeezy to, you know, everybody in between. So when his solo record came out, it was kind of like favor for a favor. It was like, oh, I rocked with y'all before. Like, can y'all rock with me now? And I think besides the intro and maybe track two, I think there's somebody on every song. And it had like 20 songs on the, on the record. So I think it's more of that because Fabio has uh, jumped on a lot of other people's songs or people have wanted Fabio to jump on other people's songs so much because like drill was becoming more of a thing. But uh, maybe now it's just kind of like, favor for a favor you know yeah definitely i totally agree with you on that uh reaper uh so now we're gonna go into another song that we thought was notable from the track let's get it a lot on my mind, I don't want to think she come and relax me, huh? Diving at the water, breaststroke, tell me your thoughts, peep show. Knowing the mission, don't stop respectfully. Don't tell her she better. Uh, say my name, what's my name, uh, what's my name, uh, yeah, look. What's my name, say my name, what's my name, yeah, look. I know you in love with me, that's cool. She said my name and she getting a tattoo. We should have been, been together this past through. Now let's go have some fun in this back room. Man, that ex-nigga born with bad news. She ain't never come out, he had mad... Oh, man. That was, uh, what's my name with uh, Queen Naja featuring Coyle Ray, man, Fabio. I appreciate him softening the album with some of the female features that he did. That's what my take on it is. So... First question into the second part of the segment is his flow and his themes to his music. Reaper, what do you think about that? Well, drill rappers or grime rappers can, you know, the reason they rap on those kind of beats is because they really understand the the patterns of drill beats, grime beats. They really can sit in that pocket and just, you know, get the doubles off, the triple triplets off and, uh, they know how to do it. My issue, and it's interesting that you said this, because I, I could have mentioned it in the feature section, but you asked me specifically about flow. All of the featured artists on the album don't understand drill. Like some of them weren't sitting right in the middle of that pocket. They were going a little bit faster than the beat. They were going a little bit too slow for the beat. And not everybody got it on, on the album. And this is one of the tracks where the featured artist got it. And uh, a couple of those other songs, though, I remember thinking, like, uh, they, somebody should have told them to re-record this and uh, take a couple of the words out or, or speed up the, the pace, the cadence of the flow. But um, these are two good examples that we played. And uh, I said it before when we played City of God some weeks ago. Uh, I don't understand why more singers or more like melodic rappers or vibes or whatever aren't put over drill beats 
Um, it's it's a a market or a lane that hasn't really been tapped yet, and I think people should do it do it more. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. Your thoughts? I, this song in particular sounded a lot like Pop Smoke to me, and 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 that's what and I was just like, gosh, it's and, and I I didn't even know if I had to look to see if this if Pop Smoke was featured on this album. I mean, on this song in some way, but. You know, as far as like execution, he he hit the mark on this song. The feature, it was a good feature that made sense. And and then it was like I heard an interview that he did like promoting the album. And he was just saying how him and Pop Smoke were real good friends and how they were like doing this drill transitioning where, you know, they wanted to soften it up a little bit and and you know, give something to the ladies and maybe little radio songs and stuff. And it, it kind of made me get into the album a little bit more because, you know, he actually made a lot of sense what he was just saying. And and it, it wasn't like a lot of these other guys where they say, um, and they keep, um, 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 they keep the, uh, the interview short and don't have a really a lot to say. But, uh, like overall, you know, he flow well on, on, on all the songs, you know, but it's just, I don't know. It's something, it just needs a little something different. And, and I think Reba makes an excellent point where you could, you could take an R&B, you know, drill artist and, and, and it'll work. I wonder if the UK scene would have to start that trend because it's like no one over here in the States wants to really do it. I mean, I still think drill is new is new in the United States. Um, it's got a lot to be, a lot of space that can still be explored. But like I said, I don't, I don't know if drill is catching on because I mean, and unfortunately, Pop Smoke passed, um, and he was, you know, the the leader of it pretty much in the United States. So everything is gonna get compared to him post post death, um, or even when he was out to an extent. But I don't know if it's is catching on just because like I said, a lot of people that I talk to just don't understand the sound or don't, you either kind of like it or you don't. And whereas, you know, you can make trap stuff that's slow, slow down in, you know, 60 BPM, 59, but you can make faster trap stuff with double time snares up to like 80 or 85. You know, it's has a certain sound, but it's not uh, pigeonholed to a certain speed. Whereas drill, it, it sits almost every drill song, at least especially on the United States scene, sits in like one exact area, you know. Right, but I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think that's I think that's where the UK scene could kind of set a standard where it can transition into somewhere else. Because I mean, a lot of a lot of times with the U, in, in the UK scene you have like their mainstream, but then they still have like an underground set that kind of explore different sounds and rhythms and, and things like that. And, and a lot of times those new sounds that was, you know, uh, getting developed on a smaller scale ended up transitioning to, uh, like, I guess their mainstream version. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be good to hear something new, I get you know like a a, a newer the ele, the elevation of of drill in some way. I mean like trap is elevated. You know you got singers rap, singing over trap songs and you got gospel 
trap and but we don't it's just drill is just this like this is one element and it just seems like it's just stuck there yeah i don't know if uh i don't know if people will, will catch to it maybe if it was like because again the thing about trap too is just like trap sounds in the early 2010s you know you had uh not just trap but like electronic trap and people like you know diplo and like you know it transitioned though that's what i'm saying but that's what i'm saying i think if drill was going to go that, that way it would have to be somebody unfortunately you know no offense to fabio foreign but bigger than fabio foreign and pop smoke put together <laughs> for if it was going to be you know i mean i think it's a step in the right direction the uh, alicia keys track uh city of gods that's the best song on the album clearly but it would have to be something like that like a an anthem Cause even even as big as uh, Welcome to the Party was, or Dior, like I know a lot of people that just don't like those records, or you know. So I'm saying the same thing over and over. Let's let's move on. <laughs> All right, fellas, it's that time. Let's jump into it with uh, your overall thoughts and stream or no stream of Fabio Foreign's Project Bible. I'm gonna jump into it and start it first, and just say my overall thoughts was that. For a young rapper to be doing drill music and trying to uh, solidify New York as a staple again, I thought he did a very good job because he kept it he kept it interesting by not doing the same thing over and over and over, as well as I thought some of the features, especially the one that we just played with uh, Coyle Ray it softened the album up a little bit and gave you an, a second radio hit. So that I thought was important to me. And I'm going to give it a stream based on the fact that New York needs it. Uh, Reaper, your thoughts, stream or no stream. So, so if New York didn't need it, it would be at no stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go on the contrary to what you said on part of your point. I think, the issue is, and I've been saying it a couple of times, you either like drill music or you don't. You either understand the the beat patterns, the 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 bass slides, the 808 slides, the flow, or you don't. And that's going to be the reason that you stream or you don't stream. If you like drill music, stream it. If you don't like drill music, there's a lot of same sounding beats throughout and you might want to skip it. If you want to give drill music a try, I think this is one of the better outings from a United States drill artist because uh, a lot of times drill beats are based on the sample. You could sample something bright. You could sample something dark. Usually it's, it's more dark stuff that gets sampled or flipped into a darker vibe than light stuff. But um, he sampled some lighter stuff the destiny's child you heard on, on what's my name but uh bottom line is there is a lot of similarity fortunately for me i like drill music and uh i'm gonna give it a stream i say yes but you just heard my caveat that's what's up reaper appreciate that kev anchor this one for us as much as i don't want to i'm going to say it's a no stream hater <laughs> Uh, but it, it, but this is going to sound weird to say this. Um, I think that the more the more I get into 
you know, learning more about him, I, I have become a little bit more of a fan. Like I said, you know, the interview I did listen to, he sounded like he put some effort into making the album. He just didn't, you know, just wrapped over some beats. You know, he actually is like, you know, here it is. And this is what I wanted to say. And this is what I was trying to do, which I I enjoyed. It's just, I don't know. His sound, it's, it's just, I don't know. There's something about, you know, his sound that's just not really clicking with me. I do think that this album has a lot of songs that could put him in a position where he could be like a top 20 rapper or rap star in today's game. He's a, he's better than Gunna. And so, you know, he's going to have some success. So, um, but this album in particular for me, it's a no. All right. That's what's up. So we got two streams and one no stream. So we're going to give it an exp- all right, that's what's up. So uh, that was our segment. This man got some new sound effects, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> that was our segment, uh, streamer, no stream, of our boy Fabio Foreign and his new project, Bible. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to our favorite segment, and that is The Flavor. And we're jumping to it with uh, Reaper's contribution to The Flavor. And let's get it. Mm. I've been a throw up the sex in a uh-huh. And I can put you in I can put you in I've been a throw up the sex in a all right man that was first class by our man jock harlow and uh i i gotta jump in first on this one and just say that uh, i heard this one a couple of weeks ago when it first dropped and i was like man this is a nice piece um i think jack is uh really moving his game forward he's really becoming an artist you know he's just not jumping on a a a top 40 track and um and just rolling with it i thought that this was a little bit creative i i thought that he really put in some work with this one i thought the rhymes that he's done was better and it, it it flowed well i thought he rode the beat well as well too um it was very refreshing i i appreciate this young man again i know a lot of people are indifferent with him, but uh, I, I enjoy a lot of the stuff that he does. Uh, Kev, your thoughts on First Class by Jack Harlow? I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a very chill song. You know, I would probably play it in the middle of the afternoon, you know, because I need my, my 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 gangster ghetto ignorant music to wake me up in the morning. But um, no, I, I really I really like it. And and, and I like the fact that, you know, Jack Harlow is kind of taking a different step in his career with the, with this sound here. And and I think this is something that that can propel him to more of like a a pop rapper or pop star, you know, which is going to put more money in his pocket and, and and make him, you know, more of a star with with songs like this. So, nah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel you on that one, uh, um, Kev. 
Let's check in with Reaper. Reaper, your thoughts on choosing First Class by Jack Harlow. Uh, yeah, the sample is what got me. That uh, Does anybody know it before I say it? He spells it out. <laughs> anybody know? Yeah. G-L-A-M-O-R-O-U-S. Yeah, it's, gl- it's Glamorous by uh, Fergie. You know, a pop song, you know, this is a song about uh, a song. This is a, uh, a show about hip hop. But um, I did actually like that song back in the day. It was a cool little, a cool little chill track. They used to play it on the radio a ton. But um, that caught my ear a ton. But then uh, the double time snare is what got me to stick around. It is slightly chiller than a, a typical club vibe. But I'm curious to see how this is going to sound in the club. Man, you know, I'm always looking for stuff like that. But you think this will go over well in the club setting? Uh, I'm willing to give it a go. Anything with a uh, double time snare, you can give it a go. Any tempo, any vibe, any tempo, any vibe, that double time snare is what ki- gets people moving. Okay. I'm, I'm just surprised. It just seemed like it's more, it's just too mellow for like a club setting. But it, like if it was like a, just like a, like a happy hour setting where it's like, it was a little chiller, you know, more chill than maybe, but I don't know. But that's the thing, like double time snares are a little bit too chill or I mean a little bit too hype for chill. Okay. I don't know if that makes it, but like, like, I don't know if y'all ever listen to like lo-fi, you know, chill beats to study to, or, you know, that kind of thing. There's no, I mean, and lo-fi is a sort of an offshoot of boom bap. So that's part of the reason, but there's almost no lo-fi like 0.1% or lower that use double time snare because it's not chill. It's, it's what. Right. Right. Get you uh, get you moving. Yeah, no doubt. I, I would play this early in my set. You know, this would be definitely something to get people up on the floor, but it's definitely not. You know, you don't take them to the pinnacle with this song, but it's definitely something to get them on the floor. Right. All right. I appreciate you guys on that one. Now we're moving on to Kev's pick and uh, let's drop it. off my dick let me talk my shit let me show them how i feel for real these niggas ain't ill they ain't got no skill they ain't got no will for real i was 10 and 2 on central road trying to make my dream come true younger from delamo trying to let y'all know just what we go through i was back to back at the bastard shack for a pack of blacks ain't one no f as a matter of fact it was half a half of that stop going to church like what it's all worth what would jesus do if he was in these shoes if johnny pull up i'm fucked i'm drunk had rescue in the trunk i was off that jesus joke. Yeah, man, that was the Holland Days by Absol. And uh, uh, let's let Reaper get this one first. Man, I don't know. I don't, I'm just, I don't really like it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't really like it. Uh, the chorus sounds a bit like, you know how some artists go in the booth and they just kind of, you know, bumble or say a bunch of stuff to sort of like get the concept down and then they sort of like write the words around that once they have the flow it kind of sounds like that like it's unfinished like it's yeah I don't know. and I w- i'm surprised that it was absol i remember uh writing a review for his album some years ago and uh some of my readers at the time thought i was being really hard on it but i don't know because he can rap but he just he didn't come with it on that album like I like I wanted him to. So anyway, I, yeah, I'm, I don't 
don't really like it. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. Reba. We understand. We know you, you come hard on it, baby. Uh, I like Absol based on he keeps it light and I like light from time to time. This is the variety of what hip hop needs. And definitely I, I see exactly what Reaper's saying about, you know, a reference. He, he gave, you know, he came up with a reference and then he kind of just jumbled some stuff around it. So I understand that part of it. But the drop on it for me, again, I think both of these tracks are something I can play early in a set and the drop. I, matter of fact, I could probably again, I'd have to look at what the uh, BPMs are on Hollandaise, but I probably could run these back to back just just off the drop from Hollandaise. That's just me. I don't know. You know, Reaper uh, plays a different set than I do, but I think I could probably get a wedding up on on those two songs just from the drop. And and you know what? I might not even do the lyrics. I would just drop the um, chorus and, and the drop beat that's on there. But that's just my thoughts. I thought it was pretty decent just based on the um, variety that I like to see in hip hop. So uh, let's let's check in with uh, Kev. Kev, your reasoning for choosing Hollandaise by Abso. Uh, I, I like the beat. It's, you know, it's very up-tempo. Then he, um, he kind of raps a little fast on it, which I really like. Uh, Reaper makes a very good point about Absol. Um, he has, he has good singles, but whole projects is not really his thing, but I don't know. It's like, he's, he has this weird thing about him, like him and Earl sweatsuit are like the weirdest rappers out there. But for some reason, I, I really like their singles. <laughs> Sweat, sweatshirt. Oh, uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. And, and you know, it's. It, I just like. I really like this beat. I I really like the beat. Yeah, I I really don't know what he was saying, but the beat caught me and, and it got me going, and I and I really liked it, so that's why I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what's up. So now we're gonna keep it moving real quick like that, and uh, we're gonna drop my uh, contribution to the flavor, and uh, here we go. Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. I can- I could give a fuck about the metrics. Roll up in a beam of Bentley Lexus. Lodge stay connected on the block. I'm Tetris. Snatch your necklace. Dilla beats got me reckless. Even if you knew the whole clan couldn't protect us. Don't deflect it. You more workers is defective. So get back on that assembly line. I'm schooling these MCs with assembly rhymes. I'll be goaded by the end of my time. More tracks than Amtrak by the end of the line. I'm harder to find. Maryland state of mind from the wound to the fine. In my room with a pen and a pad and mad lines. Like a theme park. My life is man i'm telling you that's the fever there baby and that was tetris by my man logic we're gonna jump in and let reaper tear this one apart first reaper your thoughts on my pick tetris when i gotta tear stuff apart man like i actually like the song i like the name of the song tetris is a great game i was playing tetris earlier this week and uh jay dilla beats you know jay dilla forever and uh i was just thinking the other day man it's, you know, back in the early 2000s, and I hate to be one of those guys back in my day. I hate to be that, but people used to be heavy off the lyrics, you know. Um, I know I always reference Cassidy because I was a big Cassidy fan back in the day. But um, I was listening to Cassidy album the other day, and it's like you could spout off the stuff that he was saying. Even all these years later, you could spout it off and same thing I was listening to Jadakiss last night. You could just spout off all of the stuff that he was saying. I haven't heard some of those Jadakiss records in a, in a while. 
So I say that to say it's good to hear somebody that's getting after it lyric wise, that's actually getting after the, you know, say something on the track, you know, like not to say that people that's doing typical trap or radio jams aren't really saying anything, but that is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you on that, uh, Reaper. I appreciate it, man. Um, let's go in and let Kev anchor this one. Kev, your thoughts on my pick, Tetris by Logic. I I enjoyed it. I've I've come to be a, a big big fan of Logic uh, over the past few years. I I just couldn't get into his earlier stuff for some reason, but I really enjoy him now. This song is very has a very old like like a nineties rap feel to it so i think that's what i really you know really caught my ear at first and that's why i really like it i'm surprised he had a jay dilla beat man i'm like god dog how many beats did jay dilla actually do um <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just seemed like it's a lot out there but uh yeah so whatever logic had to do to get a dilla beat then that that's that that's what's up and you know he, to shout him out too that's the shows that you know logic is is in, in tune to the culture and and showing his fandom you know and you know shout out to Jay Dilla man um one of the best producers out there man and 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 thankful that logic was able to put this together so this is a really good song and and I'm kind of see that he you know he's back and didn't really I wish he wouldn't have said he retired cuz saying you retiring is like is is it's like meaningless now in rap music. So, you know, just don't make no more albums and we'll consider retirement. But he's still putting out quality work. Yep, that's what's up, Kev. I appreciate that, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm with you on that, man. Him uh retiring from the game, I think he did it twice. It's just, you know, it's hilarious. But I think he has um he, he's mastering his art. And uh, that's most appreciative. And you know, he, he uh, logic just like J. Cole, he keeps everything within his camp. So to see him step out and to do a track with this uh, a Dilla track is impressive to me. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of, you know, of the boom bap. That is my era. That is what I am. I'm a boom bap kid. So, uh, you know, this meant a lot to hear him rap over this boom bap beat. And I thought that his lyrics were very strong on this. And it just seems like even though he steps away from the game from time to time to maybe recharge his battery, he seems to come back a little bit stronger because, uh, you know, the Bobby Valentino three, I thought was a very impressive track. I really enjoyed it. And this single, I was like, wow, he, he he's really stepping his game up. So, uh, fellas, again, thank you so much. We always appreciate you on this flavor thing. It just brings so much to the table for everybody and, I hope that the fans enjoy it as much as I do, because I always learn something. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about mixing the eras. You're able to see what everybody is thinking and try to meld it together. So here we go. All right. And that was the flavor. So now we're going to move on to our last segment. And unfortunately, we got to do another tribute to another fallen soldier, our man. DJ K Slay. We're going to play something that we thought was notable from uh, our man K Slay, and then we'll talk about him and his legacy. 
Homies boost them. Songs bumping Houston like Trader Truth produced them. Silverback nigga, I suggest you get used to OG gangsta. Now with the beaming. Body in the water shit. I thought that was streaming. Couple Yonkers niggas, we brought our whole team in. D block, homicide, look them in their faces. Look how many shooters with us. Count how many cases. Hardest in the world. You ain't got an ass. Way before the quarantine, I was in the mask. Ass niggas for six feet. Pop them in the ass. You rapping like a G. Was it popping on the ass? Hopping out the DBS, getting to the bag. If you getting in my way, then I'm getting to the mag. You know, true story. Yeah. It's too gory. Yeah. Analyze the plug and the things he could do for me. Ghost. Let's go. Anytime I talk. All right, and that was rolling 50 deep by our man DJ K Slay. And let me just start out by saying, man, rest in power to our man Keith Grayson. Uh, you know, he passed away at 55 years old. Uh, he started in this game. He is everything about hip hop. You know, he wasn't a B-boy, but I'm pretty sure he danced. He probably pop locked it a little bit, but uh, he was notably uh, considered uh, one of the better uh, graffiti artists back in the day in the early 80s. He uh, was also featured in the movie uh, Style Wars that came out um, probably 83, I think, when uh, Style Wars came out. But uh, he also was a DJ on Hot 97 and he was a, a staunch critic of where hip hop was going and was just trying to keep boom bap alive. So I got to give him love for that. We featured him on this program multiple times and uh, let's stop step check in with the fellas and see their thoughts on DJ K Slay. Reaver, your thoughts on DJ K Slay. Man, rest in peace, DJ K Slay drama King. So back in high school, I used to, flip a bunch of uh burn cds sometimes colloquially called bootlegs and um that 2000s era was heavy on mixtapes from early shady 45 g-unit radio to game stop snitching stop lying to cassidy's stuff to you know so on and so forth little wayne of course you can't get that DJ drama with dedication and all that stuff. But DJ K Slay was the beginning of all of that with street sweepers and, you know, early diplomats. And again, putting G unit on and the beef with Jay-Z Nas, like, you know, all of that stuff, all of that stuff was, um, K Slay was forefront of all of that stuff. So I was definitely putting people on through, I was definitely putting people on through K Slay's stuff back in the day. Made a couple of bucks off of flipping some of his uh, his mixtapes in the city, and uh, I'll tell y'all an interesting an interesting tidbit that I haven't really told a lot of people. But uh, I mean, it, it's sort of in you know in the past now. But when I first got the name Reaper, I was given the name. But when I first got the name Reaper, because I was a fan of K Slay and the mixtape scene. And that's what I was, you know, sort of doing and making a little bucks off of the original name or the original alias, you could say was Reaper, the street sweeper. So, uh, eventually I ended up dropping that again. Don't want to get copyright issues or, or, or sued or anything, but, um, there was a point in time early in, in young Reaper's career where it was, reaper but it was like reaper to street sweeper so 
That's what's up, man. I really appreciate that uh, background that you gave us on yourself. And uh, it's always good to know uh, some of the backstories on how people uh, get their DJ name. So uh, we're going to play one more of the songs we thought was notable from our man, K Slay, and then we'll jump into it with the anchor. And uh, let's get it. Living legend. Living legend. It started first with the dope. I earned all my stripes. I put in work with the goats. I turned to the mic. Went berserk with the quotes. I wrestled with the flow to every verse in the yoke. Now my name ringing. They want to hear Jada. Still on fire. 20 years later. Shit kind of different. They lie for a buzz. Don't wait till I die to recognize what I was. Listen and learn. I went to class after Biggie. A verse from me and get you a pass in the city. You doing that dance. You went to class after Shiggy. I'm in good shape. I'm still blasting a Ziggy. Stamp of approval. Good on this side. Another nigga shot down. Good old fish fry. Chosen terror. Just speaking from the golden era. And I'll forever be a living legend. All right, and that was Living Legend uh, featuring Jada Kiss, Queen Latif, and uh, Bun B. Man, <laughs> that dude was special. He was very special. Uh, for me, again, uh, when he was really getting at these youngins about, you know, uh, where they was taking hip-hop, I was on board at that time. And, uh, again, until we formed this uh, conglomerate uh, and start talking about to start discussing hip hop in a different way and under and being open to discussing it in a different way. I felt just like K Slay on a lot of this stuff. So for me, I'm, I'm very happy that we're in a place now that I, I can have a conversation with Reaper or I can have a conversation with uh, Malcolm and really get an understanding of what's going on right now. So uh, I appreciate K for his stance, but I also appreciate the growth that I've been able to be a part of. So, uh, Kev, we're going to let you uh, anchor this one. Your thoughts on our man, Rest in Power, DJ K-Slay. It, it just sucks to lose another uh, hip-hop legend, um, someone who was really, really doing great things for the culture. I didn't need, I didn't know so much of his history, you know, that was just so, so wrapped up in the game. I mean, like, he's just, it's just longevity, you know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, from a graffiti artist to all these different things, man. I mean, it's just, it just makes his legacy like this, even just bigger than what it already was. Ah, man. It's, it, it just sucks, man. Because, you know, like you said earlier, um, we, we've brung his name up so many times on the show. And, and I think one of the things that surprised me was that the, uh, our younger co-hosts were the ones who used to always say, man, we case lay, Case they just dropped a new video, man. We gotta talk about it. Case they just did this, man. We gotta talk about it. You know, case they case, and it was the younger cats because initially I didn't think that they would really be into it, but they brought it to us and they was like, let's do this. So he touched so many different people, man. And and I oh I mean, I think I think rap music is gonna be hurt by his passing because he could do that that 50 MCs thing he just did. And we really haven't seen nothing like that since what Tony Touch was doing it a long ass time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mixtapes nowadays are like albums, but you know, he was like a real mixtape DJ. And and this it's a different era, man, when 
like Reaper was saying, man, when the when the mixtapes, that mixtape era, man, it was it was a totally different era back then. And it's just to lose a part of that and and for him to be so, you know, so young. He wasn't that old. And it's just, I don't know, man. I, I hope we don't suffer that too badly because of his death, man. And and someone please come along and kind of just pick up where he left off or do a little something to really, really add that touch that we need to the rap music because, I mean, he's one of the last. He's one of the last of like of a, he's like the last of a dying breed, you know? It sucks. It just really sucks, you know, when, when you see someone who has this impact and you're such a fan and you've really invested and, and now they're just gone, like no warning. And it's just like, wow, man, you know, I don't know, man. I'm about to go dig through my little crate in my closet, man, in my basement. And I'm going to pull out some of that. I'm going to pull out some of them old, old mixtapes and old mix CDs, man, and, and, and play them, man. Because, man, K-Slate was, he, K-Slate was the truth, man. And he was the real deal. And, and you know, I hope that even in his death, I hope people can still go out here and embrace what he did and and... And run his numbers up, man. Run his numbers up so his family can get a check or something, man. Because that man deserved it. He deserves our love. He deserves our appreciation. And he deserves his flowers, man. Even though he's not here anymore. So, you know, you know, my, my heart goes out to his family and his friends. And it just sucks. <laughs> it just it, it really sucks, though. But, um, yeah, that's it for me, man. All right, man. Well, we're going to wrap it up there once again. Rest in peace, DJ K. Slay. Shout out to I'm I'm surprised did nobody bring up Papoose or, or Saigon, how he put them on, like breaking new artists, not even uh, or breaking indie artists, even after, you know, the, the mixtape stuff sort of uh, died down. But um, shout out to Papoose and Saigon. But like I said, we're going to wrap it up there. Appreciate y'all for listening to another episode of the Mixer Rap Podcast. You can find us here each and every week. Make sure you smash that like button, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, do all of that stuff. Kev, let them know where they can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at MixEraRap and Instagram is MixEraRapPod. Cool. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, WeChat if you're on that Asia thing, or MixCloud if you like DJ Mixes at the 313Kid. That's T-H-E-313-K-I-D. Be wise, you got anything for him before we get out of here? Rest in power. We out of here. Peace. Peace.